On this episode of Resi Week, Vox officially acquires Onkyo, Cedia Expo's Launchpad, and Amazon Fire TV TVs. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 293, Fire TV TVs. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Just Add Power, the global leader in video over IP solutions with systems that give you easy installation, unmatched scalability, and outstanding performance. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for AV Nation. TV. And this week, I'm pleased to be joined by two of my good friends. First, we have Mr. Jason Knott. He's the Chief Content Officer at CE Pro. How are you doing, Jason? I'm doing great, man. And I apologize, everybody. I am a little under the weather, but it's just a sinus thing. It's just sinus. Don't don't go crazy. It's just exactly. sinus. Exactly. Calm you down. You don't have to put a mask on to listen nope. to me. Nope. Oh, if I had one, I'd put one on right now, but I don't <laughs> have one kicking around. Then we have Mr. Giles Sutton. He is the co-CEO at Cedia. How are you doing, Giles? I'm doing really well. Thanks, Matt. It's great to see you again. Good to see you all. Yeah, I didn't get to see anybody in person uh, a week and a half ago because, well, Canada. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, <laughs> let's kick this off with a story that comes to us technically Biden, but, you know, that's a that's a different thing. Um, story that comes to us from CE Pro. Vox and Sharp complete the acquisition of Onkyo and Integra. Uh, it's the joint venture of Premium Audio Company. They'll own 75% of Onkyo and Integra and manage the product development, sales, and distribution of those products in uh, that corporation, the Premium Audio Company. That now includes Clips, Jamo, Mirage, ProMedia, Magnet, Helco, uh, Mac Audio, Onkyo, Pioneer, Pioneer Elite, Integra, Teak, and Esoteric. Uh, so there are some good brands in there. Jason, let me let me start with you on this. We covered this when this was announced. We were impressed and, and curious about where they were going to take this, what Vox was going to do with this. Uh, and, and keep in mind, Sharp is is a part of this this game as well. Where do you see this moving forward? Is, is this going to be a major influx of talent or, or, or money or desire to 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 make these brands kind of a, a little bit bigger than they've been the last couple of years? Well, there's a couple of things that struck me out of this. One is that it's it's interesting to me that I think ten years ago, pre Sonos, the industry probably would have been alarmed to have a custom brand like Integra being purchased by a company on the consumer uh, electronics side that's going with a direct-to-consumer, that has a sister company that's direct-to-consumer. Now, nobody even blinks an eye about it. You know, Integra has a 35% market share in the CE Pro 100 in the uh, uh, receiver category, so it's still a pretty strong brand. Um, I think it needs some love, so I think it's a positive thing from that standpoint. We know from Vox being a public company, that kind of the second thing that I, I take from this is that Clips is doing very, very well. So uh, the Clips, um, you know, the numbers that they've been producing out of, I can't remember what they call that specific division, has been super strong. So 
clips, whether it's on the headphone side or it's just on the floor standing speaker side, direct to consumer, as well as being a custom integration brand um, is doing very well. So I think that'll give it a boost, Integra boost as a sister maybe packaged brand for these people who are buying the, the uh, Clips um, speakers. And then the third thing I think is kind of interesting out of this is just the relationship, the seeing that uh, relationship with Sharp, kind of the two manufacturers combining together to create this joint venture. Um, you know, at CD Expo last week, it was interesting to see the, the, uh, the kind of the joint venture announcement, I'll call it a joint venture announcement that, um, uh, Origin Acoustics has announced that they are going to be uh, distributing the Amina um, in-wall uh, speaker, invisible speaker brand, not an in-wall, an invisible speaker brand out of the UK, jointly with the distributor LK Stockroom, who already had the um, the exclusive uh, distribution rights for that brand. So I love how you see some of these manufacturers getting really creative in terms of trying to expand expand the market with these partnerships. Very good, Jason. Thank you, uh, Giles. When you when you see this, uh, something that that Jason said that caught me was you know Integra's got thirty four percent of that um, CE Pro survey. They're not necessarily considered, and, and definitely Onkyo isn't. They're not always up there with the Den and Morants and the and the Sony's and the the Yamahas. Does this give them the influx needed to potentially become? And again, I'm not trying to say they're not a top tier brand, but if you ask someone who's a Yamaha dealer or a DNM dealer if they'll take an Integra, usually it's not a positive response. Well, I mean, I think this it's it's amazing, isn't it? When we look at every month, there's almost another um, acquisition or another partnership that's happening within the channel. Um, they had, a, they had a very interesting um, strategy with the market. Obviously, they had the Onkyo brand that was very much uh, a consumer uh, brand that you know you could find on the internet. And they had the Integra brand that was really just CI channel only. And um, I felt that actually the positioning, the, the way they actually, they, that actually resonated very well with the market. Certainly, um, when I was an integ integrator in the UK, Integra was a very, uh, very strong brand over there. Um, and it sort of set, set an example as to how um, you know, dealers can still have uh, price protection uh, over certain products. And, and, but yeah, it seems that they've actually struggled a little bit uh, recently to sort of balance those things. I don't think Onkyo is, is as widely uh, known on a consumer side, I think, as, as Denon and Marantz. Um, and that's always been one of the challenges with the, with the industry is having consumer awareness. So you actually have, you know, the consumer sales, direct to consumer sales versus the channel sales as well. But I think being part of Vox is, is extremely exciting. I mean, the brands that they have there are extremely, you know, well-respected um, performance audio brands. So I think it will do a lot for, for the product. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, it, from, certainly from a sound standpoint, um, we'll start to see some of maybe these brands being integrated into um, into some of these receivers. It'll be interesting to see how it, how it develops. Yeah, that's that's very good. One of the uh, side notes to this that we we just wanted to touch on because we're talking acquisitions is Nortec Control that that had been owned by Mel Melrose has uh, been di divested for two hundred eighty five mil. We don't know uh, who who the the purchaser or the, the acquirer is at this point, there's been a lot of speculations if you're online, uh, but we don't know who that is because, uh, Jason, correct me if I'm wrong, um, 
seems that they're a public company, and as such, that's got to go through all the regulatory uh, things before that can go public. Yeah, I confirmed with the Nortec that the, the purchase did uh, happen, but there are regulatory issues that needed to be worked through, and they're prevented from saying who it is. Yes. Um, so I, you got to make the assumption that it's some sort of public company, but... He, they didn't specifically say it was a public company, just so you know. Well, if there's federal regulators, I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put two and two guess. together. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll continue to watch that. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit more. What's interesting in that is uh, Melrose purchased Nortec for 2.8 billion uh, back in 2016. They spun off Braun, uh, or Braun and and Newtone to Madison Industries for 3.6 billion, but. You know, again, they they sold the rest of Nortec Control, which is essentially two gig Alon, Speakercraft, Linear, Panamax, Furman, and Proficient for, as we said, two eighty five. So that'll be interesting to watch. So when we when we know more, we'll we'll tell you more. Uh, coming to us from Residential Systems inside the Cedia Launchpad. This is from our friend Cindy Davis. Uh, she walked the floor and interviewed a couple of the companies. And uh, this includes four companies that we're exhibiting. So read through this. It gives a really good overview of uh, Juke Audio, Crew Labs, uh, Audio, or sorry, Auto Slide, and Guard Dog Solutions. Giles, you were you were in India. You were at, at Expo. Um, obviously, as if you followed, I've, I I missed it, and I'm kind of disappointed about that the because thing. I love yeah the Canada th- <laughs> well the Canada Biden thing. It's too. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> before I get into trouble, um, what exactly uh, does does Launchpad mean to to these companies? Like I, I've always loved originally Rookie Row and then Innovation Alley and now Launchpad. It's all the same thing, just <laughs> different branding. This is where we always find those awesome little companies that just do that little thing that that everybody needs. What does it mean to those companies to be able to be featured in uh, the Launchpad area? Oh, it's it's absolutely huge. It means a, it means a lot to all of them. And yeah, I mean, for for most of us, I think this is our our version of the like CES, you know, Eureka Park. I think we all love the Launchpad, and there's some amazing success stories from Launchpad, like Josh AI, for example, where you've had brands mm-hmm. that have exhibited there for the first time. Um, for me, it's where you really go to look for true true innovation, where there's a lot of brands that have new ideas and, and ways of solving problems that integrators may not have thought about. Um, it, it's a shame not all of the brands could be there. Um, there were some other brands that I think um, were, were you know, a, a terrific, like Oro, for example. Um, but it was fantastic yeah. to see um, you know, Autoslide there, which is one of the, our Propel partners, offering some really... Um, amazing solutions for um, sliding doors, for pet pet sliding windows and things like that, which is very good from an um, uh, accessibility standpoint as well. Um, you know, as well as Guard Dog, which actually, you know, won, won the award, um, which offers mm-hmm. um, a really, really clever solution, one that actually we've been, we've been looking at as well. Um, there's been, uh, we've actually been playing around with it at CD. We've had a bunch of volunteers playing with it just to ch- try and figure it out. Um, but it's, what it does is obviously um, protects Wi-Fi networks um, from, intru- from intrusion. And uh, that's a really, mm-hmm. really cool product as well. So, yeah, a great selection of brands there, um, even though not everyone quite was there this year. But uh, extremely important part of the show. And I'm glad it managed to still still be there at the show as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, very good. Jason, and I don't, I'm not asking you to pick favorites because that's, that's not what we do here. We don't pick winners. Um, not saying there aren't winners. We just don't pick winners. <laughs> when you, when you follow this and, and again, you've covered this for years, what does it take for one of these companies to, to take this opportunity, right? A lot of times, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Giles, but you can't exhibit in, um, Launchpad multiple years in a row. It's, it's, you get to a point, you get to do it, and then you have to move on in, into, you know, the rest of the floor. What does it take for a company to have a good showing during Launchpad and then really capitalize on that showing? Well, think of this as our industry shark tank, you know, and remember ring. Well, I can't remember what it was called before, but when Jamie went on, yeah on Shark Tank and then got rejected, you know, and boy, did those guys look like a bunch of bozos. <laughs> uh, but this is, this is our version of that. And which is really cool. And, and the thing that I like about this is when they come to this, you know, that the custom channel has those unique elements that is different than consumers. Like there's so many manufacturers that just don't pay attention to the custom installation channel. And when they do, when you do things like have dedicated tech support, you have exclusive product, you have a margin opportunity, you have all these things that are super important to the custom channel, you instantly get loyalty. And I think a lot of times they don't understand that or recognize the value of what they actually need to bring to the channel till they go to CD Expo and they meet the dealers face to face. They talk to them, they get their feedback, not just on the, the value of the product or what it is, but how they can fashion a program that's best suited for um, custom integrators. So I think it's a two way street. The integrators are learning and meeting, getting to see some of these super cool cutting edge projects that could be products that could be the next ring. Mm -hmm. We don't know, but it could be one of these could be the next ring. Um, but then these manufacturers are also learning about the industry. Yeah. And I, I think that's a key point of it, sometimes manufacturers overlook the fact that when they go and sell, for example, on Amazon, right? So if, if guard dog to use that as an example, they go and sell on Amazon, you're trusting that your consumers are going to find you and are looking for you when you connect with any industry, but specifically our industry. We go and we, we promote these to customers. We're sales reps, essentially, for all of these products. When you when you want to know why the channel gets so uh, passionate over Sonos, that's why. It's because we're sales reps. We're, we're selling it. We're living it. We're, we're in there doing it. And again, I just use that as an example, but I think there's a huge benefit for both the companies and, and for the integrating community. All right, gentlemen, let's uh, move on now that I've ranted on that. Uh, to a story that comes to us from a residential tech today, JBL Synthesis adds HDMI 2.1, 8K AVRs, and a new dedicated subwoofer amplifier. If you if you have never done a JBL Synthesis demo, one, what are you doing with your life? You're making bad choices. Two, you need to go sit in a demo room at some point when there's demo rooms and you can do all that to date i can confidently say the demo i've had of synthesis beats any other surround demo i've ever been in anywhere and it was on a show floor let that's like not not a two million dollar dedicated room 
on a constructed booth on a show floor. Fantastic. Um, now that I've geeked out for a second. Giles, when, when you see this, one of the things that hit me as very interesting with this is they're doing a upgrade program for their HDMI boards. And this is a typical, you know, this is not like a hot swappable uh, Crestron Media, um, I'm blanking on the, the name, but they're big, you know, hot swappable platform. They're, they're massive uh, MVR matrix. This is a traditional receiver uh, in, in looks, a processor that you can go in and upgrade this for. What does it mean to finally have a, and again, I realize this is a top tier AVR. But what does it mean to be able to finally upgrade a board? Because this is the first one, to my knowledge, to go and upgrade a board. Is this something that hopefully we can see down the road? Yeah, as you were saying that, I was trying to think whether I knew of another example. There may be there may be another one out there, but um, I think I think this is brilliant from from JBL. I mean, it really is. JBL Synthesis is really one of those products that has really stood the test of time. I mean, I I, mm-hmm. I mean, it must have been on the market what something like maybe. 15 years or something like that at least at least yeah, yeah. and i, I and mm-hmm. um the it, I, as far as i'm aware it's still one of the only sort of end-to-end solutions when it comes to home theaters where they're literally covering every single aspect of it from the electronics through to the through to the speaker's specifications mm-hmm. so and and they'll obviously the design service for the dealers as well but i think this is actually a really important um upgrade to the uh or upgrade path for the product i think um you know, and one of the things that integrators do here a lot is, you know, when when you're spending a lot of money on investing in something, is when how how you know how long is it going to be until it has to be updated? And that and one of the justifications for spending a lot of money on something is, you know, the the length of time that it will be um, installed for. Mm-hmm. So I think the idea that you can hot swap um, input boards like that is uh, is really really clever from their side. Um, because you know these technologies are still continuing to evolve on the HDMI side, and um, this certainly means that the product will have a much longer shelf life. You'd assume. Yeah, for sure. And and just for minor clarification, because I I didn't do it earlier, it's got to go to a, an authorized service center to do it. But it still can happen. I, I've had way too many conversations with clients over their you know multiple thousand dollar receiver that is outdated in six months. That's one of the big debates is you talk about people who, you know, oh, I want to sell to audiophile customers. And then you see, you know, one of the funniest cartoons I ever saw was where somebody, it was an audiophile looking at it. And he says, oh, I'm an audiophile. And the guy responds says, oh, you mean you overpaid? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, that's the impression yeah. that's out there. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, and receivers have always been, well, it's funny because we're just talking about Onkyo and Integra and we're now talking about this, but mm-hmm. receivers have been one of those, one of the more challenging sales in that regard because video technology yeah. has always been what's moved on much faster than, than audio technology. So when you have, yeah. you know, high-end receivers, um, typically that then you, you, with something like the JBL Synthesis receiver, they, they, to, in the past they've always sort of struggled to keep up with the technology that's coming out from like Denon and Marantz, you know, because they're, they're, yeah. they're bringing products out a lot quicker. So this is a real, um, very clever solution to that. Jason, what does it mean? Synthesis to, to me is, you know, again, one of, I think two, I think uh, Pro Audio and, and, and Theory are the only other kind of end-to-end I don't want to say home theater in a box, but it's technically just a a phenomenal home theater in a box. It is a complete kit 
you can go and get a synthesis for whatever spec you want and it's end to end. All you got to do is plug in a source. Is this the, is this kind of one of the best ways to get a fully functional theater versus designing and building a la carte? Well, it's funny. This is kind of like the, the age old question because that's why the first word of Cedia is custom because integrators are tasked with, you know, in essence, selecting the best product for the, for the right application, no matter what the manufacturer is versus, you know, this, we, we could spin this whole conversation into the platform conversation around Amazon and Google and, and everybody else of, Hey, you know, I want to, I'm an Amazon or I'm an Apple person. I just want to get only Apple products. Well, you know, that's, uh, I think that forever integrators are going to continue to find the best products that they can for the best application. That's why there's so many manufacturers in this channel. Um, you know, there's name one guy out there who's selling only JBL synthesis. You know, he's never going to, he's always going to have at least a good, better, best solution. He's going to have an array of different products. I think this is great. Um, you know, we've seen turnkey software all of a sudden become the, the norm mm -hmm. in the channel. Uh, whereas, five years ago nobody was doing end-to-end -end software solutions so you never know this could this could be a trend um i still think integrators are going to pick and choose the best products for for in different applications and uh um but i will reiterate what you said by the way um i remember spending an entire day at the northridge facility uh at Harmon and getting the whole anechoic chamber and the blind testing and the, the, I believe they have a JBL synthesis theater yeah. room there and it will just blow you away. And yeah. I highly recommend everybody do it. It's, it's mind blowing. All right. We've got time for one more story and you kind of hinted it on me, Jason, which I'm not sure I love, but <laughs> so I, Amazon has now got branded fire TVs. So it's a fire TV TV so you, you follow along, uh, that will stoke some smart TV competitions. This comes to us from ResTech Today and our friend Michael Heiss. Uh, this kind of came as a surprise to me. I randomly saw it this weekend on a Best Buy website. I, I didn't even know they were coming out. I had missed this article. And uh, yeah, they're they're out there. So it, it is a full, obviously, TV that is based on the Amazon Fire TV platform. So instead of your, you know, Samsung Tizen or LG's WebOS or uh, Vizio Smartcast, it's all Amazon Fire. What I found fascinating is when you kind of read down through the, the, the lines on the Omni series, it's integrated with all the Amazon Smart Home Alexa products. So you can sit there as mine's trigger in the other room. Um, you can you can sit there and instantly have your ring connected to your Fire TV so that whenever you're on that TV and, and not on the device on that HDMI, because that's that's the real kicker. No matter what you're watching, it can kick over and show you picture in picture and, and do all those things. You can do video calling. Jason, is this the is this kind of the platform approach that the general consumer has been looking for forever just a simple platform where everything just kind of works the answer is probably yeah the consumers want a single platform uh 
I don't know if you guys saw, I, I don't remember who the website was, but one of the tech websites, consumer tech websites, was like, oh, the smart home isn't worth it because uh, there's too mm -hmm. many platforms. Yeah. And um, so that's that general consumer consensus thought process is, gee, if it's, if it's, I want the same, I want that same platform across everything. Like my wife's an Apple person. Heaven forbid I would ever bring home a product that is not Apple. She absolutely, I'm an anti-Apple person. So heaven forbid that she get me something. So I don't know why we have those affinities, but we do. Um, but I think that, that people look, there's an affinity to Amazon. There's certainly an affinity to Apple. There's an affinity to Microsoft. So I think there's a there's definitely these Google, uh, uh, there's, there's definitely these platform layers that these big players are gonna have a play in. But I'll go back to my previous conversation. Integrators are always going to pick the custom products, the best products for the application. Um, it's going to be, you know, that's where I guess everybody's so excited about Matter and the the probability of all of these different Samsung smart things and, and Google Thread and all these things connecting and talking to each other. So maybe this right now is an Amazon-only platform. Maybe two years from now, it's not. It's a ubiquitous uh, agnostic platform that talks to everybody. And so that means the Sony TV, the Samsung TV, the LG TV will be able to do the same thing. Wouldn't that be a dream? Giles, let, let's let's wrap this up with you. Knowing that I haven't seen this in person, you haven't seen this in person, provided it is a quality looking display, it looks good side by side. It, it you know, it competes. It doesn't have to win. It just needs to compete. What does it do to... Samsung and Sony and LG on the again kind of on the general consumer side because integrators are still going to, to to Jason's point work on integrating things but if I've got a just a regular room in a client's home where they want to be able to see their doorbell this is a really it seems seems again we haven't seen it I don't see why I wouldn't sell this. I, I completely agree. I mean, it's, it's where you see all these sort of pieces come together. It's like, and that's really what homeowners, the, the vast majority of consumers want is, is convenience and it just all to just mm -hmm. work out of the box. And that's why, you know, I think this sort of surprised perhaps a lot of this. I don't know whether you'd heard any rumors about this, but unlike the Apple, Apple, have, mm -hmm. we've heard rumors that Apple will be releasing a TV for like for years. And yet, and yet nothing. And then Amazon <laughs> just go and do it. And um, I think if anything, this, this really means that matter is going to have to be pretty seamless. What, what happens with matter is going to be critical for these other brands. Because at the moment, yes, you can buy a Samsung, you can buy other TVs, you can integrate, you know, Google or Amazon products or Apple, um, you know, uh, HomeKit products with them. But there is still some setup involved. And there's other products that you need. Whereas this sort of out of the box, you can see how it just slots straight into a, 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 a very mm -hmm. relatively low cost smart home setup. And um, for sure, I think it's, it's, it's going to, um, I would think, accelerate um, Matter's uh, implementation across multiple brands because um, the, the value proposition is right there. And it's, like, and it's one of these things. It's like as soon as things become easier for people, it's, they're just going to take off. And you can see how they could add to this with a whole suite of other products. You know, you can see what's next, um, what's coming down the, the line, really. So, 
Yeah, I think it, I, I think the convenience alone will mean this will be um, a strong contender to those other brands. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to watch, uh, and I'm sure it'll be a hot ticket product coming into Thanksgiving and Christmas and all of that fun stuff. All right, gentlemen, let's wrap it there. Thank you both so much for joining us. Uh, Giles, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Cedia, where can they do that? Um, either uh, emailing through our um, member at cedia.net email or um, Cedia Giles on Twitter. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Mr. Knott, thank you for joining us. Hopefully you uh, uh, start to feel better pretty soon. If people want to connect with you, learn more about CE Pro, where can they do that? They can obviously go to cepro.com and subscribe for free, get our newsletter for free, and you can follow me on Twitter at Jason W. Knott. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please visit avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week. Thank you.